Hello guys! Welcome to another episode of Out of the Box Fisher Talks. I am Pitalea, your host, and in today's episode, Piti Ali will be with us. This podcast is very exciting because you can also watch it on our YouTube channel, Sphere Vlogs. I'll leave the link below in the description box for those who are interested. So let us now start recording. Mom Ali, what will be our topic for today? So for our today's topic, we will be discussing evidence-based practice in physical therapy. So everything about evidence-based practice will be talked about in this episode. So better to hear it from our guests. So may you introduce our guest, Mom Leia? So we have with us Sir Luis Llanos. Hello, Sir Luis. Hi, good morning. And we also have with us Sir Kenneth Ornea. Hi, Sir. Hi, good morning, everyone. So, um, pakilala mo na tayo. Who are you and what are you doing right now? Start tayo kay Sir Luis. Hi, good morning again. So, uh, my name is Luis Llanos. I'm a um, licensed physiotherapist here in the Philippines and I'm also eligible for licensure in Canada after passing their um, board exams over there. So currently, uh, my practice has been focused due to the pandemic. I'm not currently in the clinics right now, but I'm working as an instructor for the College of Rehabilitation Sciences in the University of Santa Tomas. And Sir Kenneth Ornea. Hi, uh, I'm Kenneth Ternea. I'm a licensed physical therapist. Uh, I just recently got my license, actually. And um, I'm not in practice right now, but I am still um, uh, a physical therapist looking for his place in this world. Yes. So, very, ano yung topic natin ngayon? Because focused on EBT. So, syempre, si Sir Kenneth and Sir Luis, uh, medyo iba yung experience nila. Uh, diba? So, Sir Kenneth, katulad natin lahat, <laughs> naghahanap pa tayo ng, ano, ng task or ano. And Sir Luis is nagtuturo na sa mga students na future na magiging colleagues naman natin. So, ayun, makikita natin ngayon yung um, pagkakaiba ng views nila with regards to EDP. So, um, eto po, start tayo sa question na when did you first encounter EBP? So I'll start with Sir Kenneth. Okay, um, EBP. Uh, I started. Uh, I knew about it in college. Na so uh, I, we were introduced to, uh, to, to in our in our research subject. Yung yung pico. If you're uh, aware about that, naman. Um, sabi ko na na amazed ako kasi ano siya pa, uh, parang isang framework. Tapos. As in, ang ganda ng flow kasi nun. Kaya uh, simula nun, doon ko na rin naintindihan yung mga sumunod na topics namin about it. Um, how about you, Sir Lee? I think it's similar with Sir Kenneth. I've been introduced with evidence-based practice during my undergraduate studies. Um, during research methodology um, subject, I think it was integrated to how we did our our um, thesis. Because if um, you're familiar with the process of EBP, it's very much similar to how you do your thesis. So um, what's good about how it was taught is it was taught um, side by side while doing our thesis. So sort of you're practicing it as well as learning the theories of it. What are your thoughts about EBP? No, una niya siya encounter and now na um, licensed PT 
Sir Luis? I think um, how we perceive um, EBT, Tamada. How we perceive EBT um, when we first encountered it and um, now that um, years pass from our first encounter with it. I think what's similar is it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Learning during the first encounter, it was hard because um, um, it, it posed a challenge, especially um, with the research theories, right? as physical therapists, I think um, I speak for most or if not all physiotherapist na it's very difficult to integrate agad agad yung um yung theories ng research you have to understand the process of research the different study designs the statistical um competencies that are required to understand research so yun meron difficulties when i first encountered it and of course um right now during my practice uh during my practice before as a clinician and also now as a um academician Meron pa rin difficulties yung EBP that's different from before. Right now, it's um, the difficulties lie more on how you apply it in your actual setting. Meron restrictions not only with time, meron restrictions with resources. Kasi meron ka mga resources ngayon na hindi na ay meron, ng, uh, meron kang resources before as a student na hindi na uh, um, available to you right now. But... Um, Years pass after my first encounter with EVP. I think now more than ever it becomes more relevant. Okay, more relevant to our practice, and you see, get to see talaga the importance. Because when you're building up your practice as a physiotherapist, you always want to grow or um, improve on what you do, what you um, bring to your patients or um, um, your service towards your patients. So you also get a realization of how important it is to improve on your skills. And that is through EBP and getting more knowledge. Hi, very good um, answer. <laughs> okay. Um, how about you, Sir Kenneth? Uh, what I think about EBP is that um, it's, it's, a, it's an integration of um, the PP's expertise and also uh, what evidence is available for your patient. And that's something that we could all use, right? Lalo na ngayon, because of the, ano, our practices. And lalo na, uh, we're getting challenged right now with the pandemic also. And and uh, I agree with Sir Louis na, ano nga, na mahirap. Uh, it's very different from from what you, you encountered when you did your first thesis in high school and then pagdating sa college uh, kasi uh, we didn't have we didn't have uh, statistics in high school so uh, na na pa ako nung nung we had the research subject already and it wasn't taught to us so wala akong masyadong background noon and uh, it was hard at first actually well it's still hard now <laughs> pero uh, kinaya naman siya and I wish I could still do it right. I, I, I wish I could practice EBP again. And for sure, you will have more more window to practice EBP in your practice, in your future practice, you know, sir. At saka, um, feeling ko kasi, sa akin naman to, uh, lahat ng ginagawa natin ngayon is based on EBP naman. Everything we are applying to our patients are based on EBP. Um, kasi kung hindi tayo na hindi tayo nag-evolve as PTs wala tayong mga um kung ano-anong bagay na ginagawa ngayon di ba so 
the manual techniques, the everything that we do to help our patients are all based from EBC. Naman. For me naman, anong tingin mo, Ma'am Ali, doon? Totoo, kasi sabi nga, di ba, sobrang, sobrang tagal na ng physical therapy, pero sobrang daming bago kasi na lumalabas na techniques and everything. So, without EBT, paano natin siya magagamit, di ba? So, tama naman yung sinabi ni Ma'am Lea na um, process kasi talaga siya eh. So, sabi rin ni Sir Lewis na yung gusto kasi natin as physiotherapist is for the best for our patients. So, para mabigay natin yung best natin sa patient natin, kailangan natin mag-aral and everything and kailangan natin gamitin yung mga evidence-based practice para alam natin sa sarili natin na talagang may pangyay, um, I mean, may may effect yung ginagamit natin sa patients natin. So, for our third question, so for our third question, when did you first start utilizing EBP in physical therapy? So, let's start with Sir Louis. Um, I think the first time we started using physic- um, EBP in physical therapy would have to be more on, yun nga, we integrated it during our thesis, um, how we work with our thesis. But towards the application part, I think we did it during our internships. Okay. So yung mga internship rotations, some of the internship rotations, particularly those that are um, under specialty centers, I think sila yung mas nag-focus towards evidence-based practice. And it's really nice to see um, those um, centers really integrating the process of EVP towards their learning activities among the interns. Kasi um, more than just, um, kasi limited ang classroom setting towards the application of EVP. Okay, and um, so um, having the opportunity to really um, practice and learn EBP in an actual clinical setting is really good I th- um, good experience when I was an intern. How about you, Sir? As I said kanina naman, uh, nung undergrad pa, nung undergrad ko pa siya na, ano, na-encounter, nung, actually hindi, hindi siya sabay na-integrate sa thesis namin kasi we first had... Uh, the research subject na introduction to research uh, nung first semester and then second semester na kami nag-start dun sa thesis. Pero it was, uh, na-integrate pa rin naman yung learnings nun. And uh, though, hindi, hindi, I don't really remember kung nagamit ko siya nung internship, pero nung undergrad, gamit na gamit yung EBP sa amin. And ano yan, Sir Kenneth? The thesis, no? Sir. <laughs> Ano pa yun? Uh, two years ago na kasi yun. <laughs> yung brain natin, ano na, uh, kailangan na ng refreshments. <laughs> refreshments. Ayan. So, okay. So, in terms of EBT, when shall we use it and when shall we not? So, Sir Kenneth, ikaw muna ang... Ikaw, gusto mo ba mauna sa question na to? Uh, okay lang. Okay lang naman. Uh, I still remember naman na uh, EBP is... Uh, recommended naman if from what i remember i uh, when when you when you feel like your patient does not improve anymore so it it is recommended to use ebp na rin during your practice pero uh when when to not use it i guess kapag may time restrictions ka na as a as a practicing clinician and that's it how about you sir lewis i um when should we use evidence-based practice? Um, to be more, at the, I think, on the technical side of it, 
So basically, we used um we need to use um evidence based practice when we're faced with a clinical scenario na um based dun sa process ng EBP would up uh, merit the process. For example, as mentioned by Sir um JK, yung mga um bagong um bagong mga um modalities or techniques. Okay, madami tayong mga techniques and mga um, modalities na lumalabas ngayon when we're faced with a um, unusual case among patients. So for example, nag-practice ka ng, um, in the musculoskeletal or sports setting, tapos nagkaroon ka ng patient na in the neurologic side or pediatric side of the practice. So it's not something that we usually see. Okay, so maybe we need to um, refresh or um, expand our knowledge on those things. Also, something that you can also use your EBP on or in is that um, when your um, yung mga cases na, um, for example, may tiny three, tapos matagal na matagal na, and then um, hindi siya nakakaroon ng improvement. That's also a clinical scenario na we can use EBP on. We are talking about. EBP here. Kasi nga, um, may mga may mga PTs akong kilala, may mga students akong kilala na nag-message sa akin because doon nga sa mga nakikita nila sa social media, diba, yung, yung mga nag-post ng mga studies, ganun-ganun. Sabi, so, sinasabi nila, um, paano ba gamitin niya EBP na yan? Ano bang tingin natin, tingin natin dyan sa mga ganyan, ba diba? So, so, feeling ko, um, nagme-message sila because there are instances na medyo na-overwhelm sila sa impose. Pero, we'll discuss that later, ba? So, before that, sabihin muna natin kung ano yung basic, uh, ano tingin nyo, yung basic competencies na kailangan ng mga PTs to observe an evidence-based practice. So, um, um, so basic competencies na kailangan of physical ay ng physical therapists or students to practice EBP. I would all um I would emphasize you need for research. Okay, it's it's not something that you really need to have. Um, I mean, hindi ka naman kailangan super galing sa research. Okay, so I think yun yung pinaka intimidating na part ng EBP. Eh. Kasi intimidating yung research in itself. Nahakatag talaga. Even in my um even in myself na i mean i find some concepts of research intimidating but you need to have the basics of it okay you need to have um um to have a good grasp of basic study design mga basic statistical tools and again that can be learned easily okay you have plenty of resources for that one more than just basic um basic um competencies regarding research of course you need to know yung process Okay, yung process talaga. You need to know um, what um, what is involved in each step of EBP, how the process goes, how um, how different it is from different types of processes. Similar ba siya, for example, towards scientific inquiry or more on creating methodologies. Okay, so yun yung mga kailangan ma, uh, matutunan or kailangan um, understand ng isang physiotherapist or generally any practitioner ng, um, to be able to practice EBP. Thank you. So, oh, Sir Kenneth? Yeah, uh, I agree with Sir Louis with that naman. Uh, so, parang naisip ko noon uh, when encounter this question, sabi ko, kailangan ba magaling sa English? Kailangan ba, ano, uh, siguro yung vocabulary lang din natin, I guess, 
uh, with the with comes to medical terms lalo na kapag yung research is very technical sa terms diba uh syempre kailangan may background ka rin kahit paano when you have read a lot i guess just to add to that siguro yung i'd like to emphasize yung sinabi ni Sir JK so more than yung competencies ng research more than yung competencies ng um, statistics siguro yung having a good grasp of the literature what's out there in the literature reading a lot of things kasi that um that actually facilitates yung you understanding what they um what the literature tells you okay and it also gives you an idea yung mga methodology siguro tama po ba Sir Kenneth yes And I also agree to Sir Luisa that dapat alam mo kasi talaga yung process ng mismong EBT for you to apply it. So, hindi pwede na alam mo ay lahat, ganyan-ganyan, pero you don't know the process. So, I, I agree to both sides na na it's better to read more about the literature para alam mo nga yung background ng mismong EBT as well as you know the process. So, how about you, Ma'am Lea? What's your thinking about this one? Uh, I think Um, kailangan alam mo rin kung anong type ng study yung inaaral mo. Kasi di, di ba may mga levels of study na napag-aralan naman tayo sa school. Um, sa mga students, huwag kayo ma-discourage kasi matututunan niya to eventually sa research. Sa mga interns din, ganun. So, ma-apply niyo rin to. And sa newly grads na um, mag-take ng boards, um, huwag kayo matakot kasi um, EDP is our friend. I think. Kasi diba, uh, ayun, um, as I've said earlier, um, kailangan talaga siya kasi hindi tayo mag-involve as a profession kung walang EBT. And, of course, syempre, um, it's helping us to be better officials. So, kailangan lang, ano, maging familiar ka lang. So, if you are having a research subject right now, or kung meron ka before, aralin mo lang ulit siya. Kung ano lang naman, hindi naman sobrang buong course, buong sem, aralin mo, buong taon, hindi naman ganun. So, hindi naman namin hinihingi yun. Ang ano lang namin is kung paano yung pagpa-process lang, di ba? Tama ba ako? Sir yes. Lewis and Sir Kenneth. Kasi kung aralin naman nila lahat yun, eh, hindi na nga sila gagamit ng research. <laughs> Siyempre, ang hirap-hirap na ng research. Eh. Ayan. So, Um, so, you better know the process lang, no, Ma'am Lea? Para um, alam mo kung paano mo susunod-sunodin na gawin. So, let's move to our next question. So, what do you think is the most crucial step in EBT? So, I think, um, let's start with Sir Louis ulit. Kasi siya yung mas, ano eh, mas nasupport ng academe as well as um, clinician. Alam mo yun, nandun siya sa point na yun. So, Sir Louis, so can you give me some, ano, What do you think is the most crucial step in EBT? Okay, the most crucial step would have to be, I would think, na appraisal. Okay, appraisal of evidence. Okay, I think now more than ever, fact-checking, identifying the um, legitimacy or yung, um, yung quality ng evidence or resources na Um, ng information na dinadigest natin or um, yung um, inaaral natin or ini-integrate nating information is really relevant um, relevant to our times right now. So I think um, 
as mentioned a while ago, madaming information yung lumalabas, particularly in our field, or generally in life talaga, in our current setting right now. Madaming information na lumalabas, and it's up to us how we um, handle those um, those information and how, what we um what we choose to believe or what we choose to integrate towards our practice will depend on how well we appraise those sites of information that's all sir kenneth yeah I, I i totally agree with that naman ah uh, kasi ang dami nang lumalabas din ng mga bagong evidence so you really have to check whether you have to uh, digest it you have to uh if if it applies to you if it applies to your patient and also uh, the most crucial step is i think when you when you realize when and when, when you need to use EDP and when you don't need it yeah i agree then i both agree to the both sides alam mo kung bakit kasi diba ang dami ngayon lumalabas na practice na kunyari before ito yung practice tapos may lumalabas na ito na siya ngayon so you really need to the uh, to check the fact kung okay applicable ba siya um tama ba siya tama bang palitan yung ganitong practice or hindi or it depends kasi evidence practice is sobrang nakadepende pa rin sa patient mo sa case ng patient mo and everything so you really need to check everything bago mo siya sabihin na ah okay to so hindi kasi lahat ng evidence-based practice na lumalabas ngayon is pwede mo ang i-digest nang i-digest ah bago to sige try natin to no Tama sila na dapat i-check mo muna kung okay ba siya or hindi. So, mamaya, hanapin nyo kung ano yung type na ng study, kung ilang taon na yung ano, yung study na yun. Kasi merong mga bagay na hindi. Pero may mga bagay na hindi pa kasi sila alam before. Nung panahon na in-study yun, hindi ko sinabing mali yung uh, ginawa nila. Pero, may mga bago na kasing dumadating as time goes by. And yun yung um, pinaka-important siguro is paano malalaman na uh, pwede to sa patient mo. So you have to uh, try. Um, kung kawari you're working closely with the patient and ano, pwede mo naman silang tanongin, di ba? If, ano, if um, based sa... Um, feeling ko ganito ko siya, ganito ko siya mapapractice sa, sa, sa akin, sa practice to mismo. So, if ever I have a patient who is chronically ill and kailangan niya ng EBT and feeling ko makakatulong ko sa kanya, but I, I will read as much as I can tungkol dun sa, sa, um, sa process na kagawin namin. And then I'll ask the patient too if he is willing, this is new, this is new, pwedeng may mangyari, pwedeng hindi. Yun yung sa akin. Anong tingin niyo doon? So, um, I'll have the patient's consent din. Diba? Anong, what's your thoughts on that, Sir Luis? I think that's very good to consider everything, all of the stakeholders. Kasi nga, when you practice EBT, going back to, um, going to the technical side of it again, um, when you talk about um, EBT, you have different components that you need to um, think of. It's not only yung mga best research evidence, ano yung current, ano yung sinasabi ng best na literature. You have to integrate the other components, which as mentioned by Mamlea, you have to understand the patient values. Ano yung um, point of view ng patient? That's very important um, since healthcare right now, 
it's very much um, patient-centered, diba? You want to in- involve our patients towards their um, decision-making, towards the care they're receiving, okay? Other components would also involve yung, um, yung clinical expertise. What are your experiences or what are your um, knowledge regarding this um um, regarding this topic or regarding this intervention or assessment as a physical therapist with all your um, years of experience or all the patients that you've handled. And also, putting it all into context. Ano ba yung kaya ng setting natin? Ano ba yung meron tayo in our clinic? Or ano ba yung kaya nating um, ibigay with our skills that we've acquired towards the, um, throughout the years? So, yun na. I really agree with, how, um, with ma- what Ma'am Leia had said. Kasi um, ang pinaka-important sa practice natin ngayon is patient willingness and alam din nila kung ano yung pwedeng mangyari, di ba? Everything naman, we do with patient's consent. Eh. We do assessments with patient's consent. We do treatments with patient's consent. So exercise, we do, um, we give exercise with their consent din. Kinaano lang natin, so um, ano, ano to, gagawin natin to, di ba? So we have to do this sila din bahala kung gagawin nila or hindi kasi minsan papakawala natin sila from exercise na yun eh. Diba? So yun. So, um, yung most crucial sa akin is the willingness of the patient titignan mo din dapat kung gusto niya or ayaw niya. Okay? So, um, for Sir Kenneth naman and for Louise, do you have any apprehensions when it comes to using ABC? So, let's start with Sir Kenneth apprehensions i guess um ano naman siya in uh, yung siguro it's intimidating nga uh, because it's a research process i guess but you you still have to apply it diba uh, yung yung uh, siguro kapag yung patient mo hindi compliant and that would be a little bit uh hard to practice EBP in your in your uh, in the setting pero you still have to um uh pursue EBP lalo na when you need it i guess how about you um fairly um siguro my most significant apprehension towards EBP right now in my setting as an academician would be understanding first the different processes involved in teaching because for the longest time i've been um i've been in the clinic, I've been a clinician, I've been in a specialty center, medyo focus din yung practice ko with that one. So being involved now in that um, teaching side of physical therapy, I think before under, um, before applying yung, um, before applying yung process of EVP towards practicing naman teaching, okay, I need to understand first ano yung mga processes, tapos ano yung available na literature, di ba? I think I need to um, orient myself on what's there in the literature, di ba? I think um, that's the most significant apprehension towards my practice right now. True, kasi kung ano talaga yung, we have to make do with what we have first in terms of research. So, yung apprehensions ko naman when it comes to using ABT is yung readiness niya then ng um, ng patients and yung sa practice if EBT naman as a practice as a whole sa community again the views and opinions of the host does not reflect <laughs> any of those in the PT community but I think feeling ko naman lahat naman siguro naisip ko na um yung readiness din ng mga fish to 
um, integrate EDP sa practice. Kasi minsan yung iba, they are close-minded. Siguro, marami pa din um, sa shows na traditional na hindi gumagamit ng mga new um, resources. Diba? And may mga ano din na sobrang bago. So, uh, I think uh, yung may mga shows din naman na sobrang advanced when it comes to research na makikita mo na puro research yung um, ginagamit nila. So, um, when it comes to PT practice, I think the, my apprehension lang is yung hindi pare-parehas ng views yung mga tao. So, if ever na if you if you are someone who is research-based na aware lumipat sa yung patient ng isang traditional-based person, tapos i, i parang itatabla mo lahat na ano, I mean, we need to be more sensitive, more ano, to the beliefs of other people, more ano din. Ayun, di ba? So, may mga nag-aaway dahil sa research, nakaka-baliw. <laughs> di ba? Nakikita niyo ba yun? Sir? I think I'm, that's also emphasizing nga yung ano, emphasizing you having a balance again of the different components of EVP. Kasi nga, to a certain extent, I would say na merong subjective component yung um, EVP. Kasi um, although similar yung researches, similar yung um, um, information na pwedeng mabigay towards the literature, okay? But our individual experiences, our clinical expertise, um, iba-iba. Okay, hindi naman tayo pare-parehas ng mga naging patient. We didn't receive similar um, education. And of course, yung other components, iba-iba tayo ng clinical setting, iba-iba tayo ng nagiging patient, iba-iba tayo yung um, perceptions na awing patient. So I think, yun nga, um, being more open-minded and being more inclusive, okay, inclusive towards the dialogue among our, um, yes. dialogue among our, in the profession. Kasi at the end of the day, we're doing all this to improve our our profession, to improve our practice, and also to um, improve our patient care. Okay, similar tayo ng goals. So I think um, yung inclusion ng different views, different opinions, different um, different practices would still be relevant. Saka lahat naman tayo nag-goal na may angat yung profession as a whole, hindi yung isang tao lang, diba? So we aim to always do our best for our patients as she shows hindi magkakalaban na sa show siya. Mas magaling ako, mas magaling siya, mas magaling sino man, di ba? So, um, I hope uh, magkaroon tayo ng parang middle ground on how we should treat patients na galing from traditional ano, so, na pupunta sa'yo, nagtatry lang ng bago, di ba? Yung, alam, I mean, don't bad, bad mouth anyone. Especially kung sa profession niya natin, di ba? Kasi if tayo-tayo lang yung sisira sa isa't isa eh, if ever. So, okay. So, eto naman tayo. What are your thoughts on how EDP is presented in social media platforms? So, let's start with Sir Kenneth. Uh, I think uh, ngayon, di ba, naging usap-usapan yun sa sa PT groups, yung mga bagong evidence. Uh, I think ang 
ang hindi ko lang siguro ma, uh, that I can't cope around it is that yung tone siguro ng pagko-correct um, I think uh, kasi after 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 graduating din kasi parang you're left on your own so I think yung you're left on your own to venture on on new evidence uh, to check on your uh, skills I think responsibility mo naman na yun as a PD to check on it pero syempre as a community nagtutulungan pa rin naman tayo siguro sometimes kasi when you're being corrected on your practice maybe sometimes it can feel like it's an attack on your on your skills pero dapat dapat we we, we remain to have an open mind then to accept new pieces of information all right that's my take on it um thank you sir Kenneth and how about you sir David Um, with how EVP or information regarding our practice is presented in social media right now, what's good about it is you're really seeing people getting involved or um, um, expanding, expanding their knowledge. You see people na um, they read on stuff, they research on stuff, and then they present it with um, with the with social media being the most accessible source of information nowadays. But I also would have to agree with um, Sir Kenneth regarding to um, sometimes with the tone and how information would be presented, it can feel sort of an attack on some people, especially for those na bago pa lang or um, they're finding um, themselves as newbies in what um, in the practice setting they are in. I think um, with social media and EVP, I think more than just presenting information, more than just correcting practice or creating or um, advocating for better practices, I think we need to have better dialogue. So ayun nga, Um, making it more inclusive, okay? Making it um, a discussion, okay? Making it a discussion more than just you um, sending out information, sharing information, or dictating how something should be. I think um, um, advocating or somewhat na um, nag-initiate ka ng dialogue or discussion regarding this. What are your thoughts? How um, are, have you experienced this in your practice? What are your experiences with these types of um information. So, yun siguro. Yeah. So, for me naman, I'll answer your question also. Ayun nga, sa sinabi ko sa kanina, na um, newbies na may mga novices na, na nakikilala ko and nagtatanong sa kanina about APP presented on social media platforms na um, parang anong take ko doon kung at um, um, anong feeling ko sa mga nababasa ko na gano'n. So I think feeling ko mas nagiging relevant kasi yung research or EBP sa practice natin ngayon. Um, physical therapy is a lifelong process na mag-aaral ka, magtuturo ka, mag-aaral ka ulit, magtuturo ka ulit, babaguhin mo kung anong maging na. Diba? So parang yun yung ano, tapos aral ka ulit, turo ka ulit, tuturo mo sa iba na pwedeng maka-benefit maka from that um, experience. Or ano, so, yun. So, parang lifelong journey siya ng pag-aaral, pagtuturo sa ibang tao na pwedeng 
nakatulong sa kanilang skill and then babaguhin mo kung ano yung hindi na appropriate, di ba? And we use, um, paano ba natin minabago yung hindi na appropriate? We use EDP for that. So, I think, um, siguro nga tama yung sinabi ni Sir Kenneth and Sir Luis na we should, um, we should be informative sa tone natin. Hindi dapat na nakaka-intimidate kasi these people will learn from us if we have the proper tone, di ba? Kasi kung um, kuya-attack mo yung mga tao na bago sa profession or mga traditional species, hindi na sila mag-aaral ng mga sinasabi mo. So, hindi nila hindi nila ipaprocess yun, di ba? As they'll process it process it as an attack and not as something that you do for the betterment of the profession, di ba? So, um, yun yung take ko. Sana, um, be more informative with your tone, be more sensitive din sa mga um, titis na bago, titis na traditional, so that people will learn and be, ano, be, um, be humble din if ever wala kang hindi mo alam kung ano yung sinasabi nung iba, research on it, huwag mong itake agad na, no, hindi tama yan, di ba? Parang, pag we have to be open-minded always. Dami to sinabi. Oh. Um, siguro to add lang din, I think na-mention for, um, for your, um, for what you've mentioned na, um, regarding dun nga sa mga newbie na, newbie na um, practitioner or physical therapist, I think they're getting the um, bulk of yung mga ganun nga ano, on social media. So I think um, yung nahihirapan sila with that one is sometimes when you're set off in the real world or once you get your license, parang nagkakaroon ng ideas or yung information na nakikita natin sa um sa social media particularly is um, parang iba iba yung tinuro sa school okay which ends up na parang um, academicians or our professors are taking the um, bulk of yung ano nga criticisms then so i think um, more than just yun nga giving inf- giving out information giving out what's new out there ano na yung ginagawa ngayon what we need to also include with how we um, send out information is bakit ano nangyari from that time to this time what do we know now Diba? What do we know now? What are new technologies that have been developed to assess these things? And um, how did that affect our knowledge? And going to, um, going to your conclusion, na ito na yung practice ngayon or ito na yung um, better na gawin natin ngayon. I think yung disconnect with that one is um, medyo nawawala. So, yun lang. Ayun. And i-add ko lang din na um, walang mali sa mga nagsuna natin sa school may mga bagay na siguro na out of, nag-expire, <laughs> nag-expire, or parang hindi na siya relevant sa mga nangyayari ngayon. But then, we also have to to be open-minded din, and hindi naman, huwag natin totally burahin, siguro, yung mga natutunan natin sa school, kasi tama yan. Tama naman yan, at that time na ano, at the time na in-study sila ng mga, nag, uh, mga sumulat ng libro na yan, yes, they are relevant. And yes. siguro kung may bits, and informa- may bits of informations lang na may iba, it's because may mga mas, may mga nag-aaral, may mga bagong nangyayari. Nga katulad ng sabi ni Sir Luis, 
na hindi naman natin kailangan na sobrang ibibonk ng libro, di ba? And we, before and against based practice naman talaga, kailangan natin i- parang parang i-practice lahat ng mga bagay din na natutunan natin. Baka naman kasi hindi mo pa natut- hindi mo pa napapractice lahat, hindi mo pa nabibigay lahat doon sa patient mo. So, okay, um, scenario is um, bago yung patient mo, never mo siyang nakita, never siyang nagpapitin. Tapos gusto mo evidence-based practice agad yung evidence-based practice ba agad yung ibibigay mo sa kanya? Like, hindi mo ba itatay yung mga traditional na ano, di ba? na kawarga, exercise muna, ganito, bago yung ibang aspects of it na ano. So, yun yung point ko eh, na parang kailangan ba master mo muna yung craft mo na natutunan mo sa school na ma-practice mo muna siya sa patient. And kung hindi yun um, kumokay, hindi naging okay yung patient or may, may gusto ka pa ipagawa sa patient mo na parang maging best, better siya sa kam papasok doon yung evidence-based. Sakin lang lang po yun. <laughs> Again, <laughs> the views and opinions of the host <laughs> does not reflect <laughs> anyone. Okay, akin lang yun. So, kaya, um, ano naman yung siguro message nyo for the PTs out there, yung mga um, traditional PTs, mga research, yung mga um, bago, Diba? Mga novice katulad natin yung may mga ano, may mga specialty na. Anong message na sa kanila when it comes to EDP? Let's start with Sir Kenneth. Um, siguro I would say na don't be uh, intimidated. I mean, uh, siguro, oh, intimidating naman yung EDP. Pero uh, wag, kayo, wag pa rin kayong matakot na gamitin yung EDP. And yung Uh, yung, yung mga alam natin, uh, pag, pag may bagong evidence, nakakatakot kasi parang uh, it was disproven na yung mga alam natin ngayon. Pero uh, hindi pa rin siya dapat maging hindrance for you to practice it. How about you, um, Sir Luis? Um, for me, I think now more than ever, siguro nagiging relevant yung practice of EVP or yung process ng EVP towards our profession. In the Philippine setting, di ba, nagkakaroon na tayo ng changes with how we, um, hopefully, magkaroon na tayo ng changes on how we will be conducting our practice with the, um, with the push regarding the new, um, yung, um, regulations, regulations as physical therapists. And I think that will also um, really show or really emphasize yung individual competencies natin as physical therapists. So now more than ever, we need to improve our skills, improve on our services, what we can bring to the table. And again, sabi nga ni Sir, um, Sir Kenneth kanina na um, wag tayong matakot um, even though it's intimidating nga. Um, again, we won't grow unless we're um, push we we push our boundaries we get out of our comfort zone so let's trying something new that's where we grow so yun continually improving on ourselves continuing education yun nga yung advocacy ng bawat institution naman na we're lifelong learners so being lifelong learners we evolve on how we practice true and ano nga yun nga guys um Huwag tayong matakot, katulad ng mga sinasabi na nila, katulad na ina-emphasize natin, huwag tayong matakot. 
to use um, evidence-based practice. Evidence is there. Let's use it. It's our friend. So, if ever may madadabok man siya na knowledge na nakunan natin, may papalit naman eh. So, hindi naman siya maboboid lang. Diba? So, yun yung kagandahan sa um, evidence-based practice. May pumapalit doon sa alam mo before. So, kung wala hindi na siya relevant, there would be new knowledge about it. So, paano ba mas magiging effective ang mga bagay-bagay? Diba? Kung ano man ang Um, kung ano man yung topic ng research ngayon. Ang research naman hindi siya pang, pang, ano eh, pang demote ng knowledge mo. Pang, ano siya, pang level up siya, di ba? So, uh, let's aim to be more um, compassionate. Well, sorry, Luis. <laughs> compassionate, competent, and ano yung something? <laughs> committed. <laughs> Ayan, committed social therapist. Wow, very USP. <laughs> Ayan. So, uh, thank you po for being our guest today, Sir Kenneth and Sir Louis. Maraming salamat sa time. Thank you din po. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for having us. Ayan. So, hapag breakfast na sila. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, Ma'am Leia. Stay safe po. Thank you po. Regards na lang din kay Miss, kay, kay Miss Ali. <laughs> Regards din. Yeah. Oh, yun nga. Bye, Ali, kung naririnig mo kami. <laughs> And that's the wrap for today's episode. The episode today has been pretty insightful. And I hope you guys learned from it as much as Piti Ali and I did. Sadly, due to some connectivity problems, Piti Ali wasn't able to finish the interview. But we would like to thank Sir Luis and Sir Kenneth for sharing their time with us today. And thank you guys for listening. And I hope you'll be with us again for our next episode. Stay safe and stay COVID-free. Bye!